How good is our new theme music? Unbelievable. That is just the most unbelievable theme music we've mm. ever heard whatsoever. Uh, welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And uh, we are the third most popular Raiders podcast. Well, it's, it's, it's those sort of like, you know, constant innovation striving to better the podcast. Mm. That's that's what's keeping us third. That's what's keeping us third, people. No, we're it, not resting on our laurels. No, in a very highly competitive marketplace coming to you from our hidden location in the filthiest storeroom somewhere buried in the... Uh, slightly cleaner slightly cleaner than last week. I think by the end of the year... Yeah, maybe. You're going to have to retract that statement. Look, the rats look more comfortable. The rats look more comfortable. But we'll never let you know the uh, location where we'd like... No. No, we won't. And we're brought to you again with the dubious and highly qualified support of the Raiders' number one fan forum, The Greenhouse. Get online and get arguing. It is absolutely great. But yeah, the... uh, the new theme, fantastic, brought to you by fantastic, dedicated Raiders supporter, Dennis Carnahan, and we love it, don't we, Blake? Long, long time listener, Dennis, yeah, he was our guest on our, our last episode, and yeah, he kindly has now provided us with our very own theme music, so yeah, it's exciting. We're very excited, we're very excited, you know, and this is nothing against Jack White, we love Jack White, he was great, but he doesn't speak for Blake and the Pork, yes. whereas Dennis does. And he also wanted to get paid for a... He wanted to get paid for a... <laughs> he, said, he, he said as a stop, cease and desist. Yeah, yeah, daughter, yeah. So we were like, we better stop using Jack White's music yeah. as a theme. So Dennis, please help us. Dennis in. is he, in. Yeah, he's kind and, enough to sort us out. And incidentally, Dennis will be bringing his Rugby League The Musical show where songs such as that and many other great songs as well, great songs, will be uh, performed at 27th July Street Theatre um, you got the date right so this time? Yeah, I believe 27th yeah. July Street Theatre in Canberra. Uh, we're actually running a competition ourselves in uh, combination with our partner, the Greenhouse Forum. And what we want to know from you people out there, our listeners and the Greenhouse Forum people, we want to know, who are one and the same, obviously, um, what Raiders historical incident or person do you think Dennis should glorify in song? Yes, and so we've had some good, some very good entries so far, and people have actually suggested not only the um, the topic of discussion, but also the appropriate song yeah. to work around. So if if you want to go to that trouble, fantastic. If you just just got an idea, but if you've got an idea and a song together, even better. Yeah, that's great. No, we've had uh, drop the final to the tune of Joan Armour Trading's "Drop the Pilot." Uh, I it's believe definitely a front runner. It's it's up there. We've also got Dane, as in Dane Tills to the tune of Fame. Uh, remember my name, <laughs> Dane. Um, which they're out there and they're really really good. We love them, but keep them coming in. Uh, yeah, myself, when does the competition close? Uh, it will close uh, at eleven thirty p.m. on Monday the eighth of July. Monday okay. the eighth of July will be closing, and myself. So the winners have time to organise a babysitter, or oh yeah, yeah. So we got plenty of time. It's a Saturday it. night. It's a Saturday, it's a Saturday night. Cut <coughs> loose. It's going to be great. But myself and Blake and GE and one of his other moderators. Um, we'll be judging it along with the great man Dennis Carnahan himself, who'll of course be choosing the song and 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 writing it and crafting it. But we now have to get on to serious business now, of course, Blake, and the uh, the loss in Darwin. How do you feel? Uh, not too bad, all things considered. But it was, you know, it was very disappointing. And in terms of the, the scope of the season and where we're at, it was it was a big two points to have lost. It was a really it was really it was it was kind of a you know it was almost a four pointer. Because yeah. now that now the um, Eels are sort of right on our tails, as are a number of other teams, including yeah. Knights and um, Seagulls. Seagulls, yeah. But do you actually uh, the Knights and the Seagulls? I see as genuine contenders. Do you actually see the Eels as genuine contenders? Possibly, they're maybe not contenders for the Premiership, but they're definitely top eight material. Very, very hot and cold. I mean, yeah. they looked pretty ordinary in the in the the first half where we looked like mm. world beaters, and then the second half, well, yeah. it was even it was the back end of the first half. First the half. tide turned. It did, and we looked out in our feet. We and did we really looked like we were, were wilting and mm. melting in the uh, 
in the, in the hot heat. in the hot Darwin conditions, slippery yeah. Yeah. Darwin conditions. And um, you would think that you know we've gone with a smaller pack, whereas the eels have quite a big pack. Mm. You would think that those conditions would would favour the smaller pack, but mm. once they got the momentum <clears> and the roll on. They were just carving us up through the middle. They were. Look, there was a lot, a lot of drop ball in that that really assisted um, yeah. that um, and gave them a lot of ball and gave them a lot of momentum. But there was one particular incident in that, that game, Blake, that um, upset me somewhat and I believe was the turning point in the game. Here we and go. It was a bit unfair. And do you know what, Blake? It, it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Uh, I think we can all guess, but go ahead. When Penny Terrapo comes over the top in a tackle with Jordan Rapana, and they keep saying he was falling. Yeah, he might have been falling, but if he wasn't... So the, was Billy Slater. The, the tackle still would have gone through on his neck. But so having, it said still that, been... having said that, <laughs> he stayed on the field as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the thing was, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, had we had learned nothing from that. So he goes over and he clocks Jordan Rapana with a wild swinging arm to the face, which has subsequently got him four weeks suspended yeah. for a reckless grade two. Um... The referees didn't even notice the incident. The only time they did was because Rapana stayed down on the ground and they went and, and finally checked out the video and found out, and oh, Benny Terrapo has done a wild swinging arm yeah. across his face. And they go, we can blow a penalty in this instance because it's a reportable offence. Mm. So the video ref's seen it. They've noted this reportable offence. Mm. Yeah, they could have given them the tap and said... And and here's the thing. Jordan Rapana goes off the, off the field. He's got claret flowing out of his nose. They then have to, Matt Ford has to argue with, who's taking him off, has to argue with the interchange official saying, no, it's not a head injury assessment, so we can't lose him for the entire match. He's going off with the blood rule. And the interchange person's arguing with him like if he's concussed, he has to stay off. Well, that's fantastic, NRL. Stick by your stinking protocols. Note, people, that I'm not saying the F word. I wanted to. Stick by your protocols, concussion protocols, but do nothing about what causes it. So Penny Terrapay stays on the field. He doesn't even get 10. He doesn't get sent off, both of which should have happened, given the grading that subsequently we found out. A send-off was definitely on the cards, but we know we don't do that unless Kurt Scott does something like a kick in the grand final, which is so blatant they can't ignore it. But they don't send someone off a wild swinging arms to the face anymore. No, he stays on the field. And the Raiders are down a player. But more than that, we have to shuffle John Bateman from his spot in the left-hand side of the defence over to the right into centre. And lo and behold, where did Parramatta run the next two tries two tries through? Exactly where John Bateman was standing and wouldn't have missed any tackles to let them through. So not only do we lose a player, they don't lose a player, they get the ascendancy because they disrupt our team completely in this era. And they only win by four points in the end of the game anyway. Mm. So this is a defining moment in the game. <clears throat> if it's, Penny Terrapo goes off for 10 minutes, the Raiders win that match. Well, it's, it's just ridiculous that like so many players went to the sin bin across the weekend yeah. for like <laughs> holding down. So that's holding mm. down too long in the tackle. Yeah, someone that's went off worse. Yeah. That's worse. And a team should be more disadvantaged than some guy yeah. pulling out an old school. And it was a total old, old school, school swinging arm the across the nose. And, and, you know, someone got sin bin for farting in the scrum, you know? And it's like... <laughs> and then something serious like that happens. And it shows that the NRL is run by absolute incompetence. Well, it's either incompetence or they just simply don't care. You know, which one is it, Graham Manners, Lynn Tom Greenberg? Are you incompetent or you just don't care? Which one is it? Because we don't know. But one way or another, that decided the match. And what it's leading to is this. I will have, if I was a coach, in any 17, the player in the number 17 jersey <coughs> would be an enforcer or a hunter. They have these in ice hockey where there's a player that they have yeah. that is literally to go in there 
and cause trouble, start a fight, and stop the momentum of a game. And that's what that person's job is. The number 17 jersey in any NRL side Ben now Cross, we be, haven't had one since Ben Cross. Should be someone who literally comes on to disrupt the other side by any means because you know you're not going to get sent off. And who cares if they get suspended, yeah, suspended next week? Yeah, exactly. You've still got 13 on the field next week. You've got 13 on this week. Bring someone through. And, and the, let and them get suspended by whacking someone. Win the stinking game. And that doesn't help with your concussion protocols and isn't stinking fair, but it's what the NRL is overseeing because they are a pack of absolute F-words. And it grinds my gears, Blake. It grinds my gears. Yeah, well, it worked for um, for Terry Lamb in the mm. grand final against... Yeah, Ellery <laughs> Handley. Well, it's back again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's, you, that's what... <laughs> You know, potentially, if you're not prepared to send people off, that's where you're going. That's where. You, that's and because exactly yeah, the 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 subsequent suspension, well, that doesn't help Anybody. the Raiders. Yeah. What well, helps Parramatta's next opponent because they don't have to it play does. against Penny Terrapo, who's yeah. quite a good player. Mind you, I heard about from a number of the Parramatta supporters, so it's actually their advantage because they think he's crap. <laughs> so, but you know, he's been good this year. Oh, I thought he'd been good too. I've always quite rated him, but that's when it's funny when when day. Ricky Stewart was first signing for the Raiders, mm. you know, and there was so the back end of the 2013 season, and they got the spoon. Paramount got the spoon, but I looked and I thought it's a couple of young players. I wouldn't mind if he actually brought with him to the mm. Raiders, and one was Perini Terrapo, and the other one was um, Red Ragra. Yeah, yeah, who well, was a relatively unknown back then as well. You yeah, know, he just that was his first year in first grade. Good player that Red Ragra, yes. wherever he's gone to. Yeah, but in amongst it all. Blake, there are still reasons to be cheerful. And this week, there are some reasons to be cheerful. Now, the first one I want people to go is that Jack Whiten cannot possibly have that bad a game again this season. He has now got all well, his yips out. It's just so Jack Whiten, because he actually had a brilliant game. Yeah, in some, in it some, was brilliant, some, but then I was, watching, I was watching NRL 360... Um, during the week, and Cooper Cronk highlighted these his first three you know yeah. moves he did on 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 the left hand side of the field, and they were genius. Yeah, but then he setting up hold tries, the ball. scoring tries, but then no, he couldn't catch a cold after no. that. And you know what? What I really appreciate about Jack was he completely owned it after the match. And I thought, good on you, Jack. We all know you had a dirty match. It was just a dirty match. You'll come good. You've been awesome. He's always, this but he's Jack. always going. I don't know. I watched that game and thought he's always going to be a bit rocks and diamonds. If it was, if he was ever going to get those fumbly, mistakey things out of his game. Wouldn't he have got them out by now? Uh, it was a bad We day. live in hope. We live in hope. But I, no. I think it's it's always going to be there to an extent. But it's like Joey Leilua. You know, you take you, at a certain point, you've got to take some of the good with some uh, of the I bad. I think Jack's gone beyond that. I just think he had a bad day. I remember a day in 1990 where Mal Meninga couldn't catch a cold. You know? I, I remember Laurie Daly having a game where it was dreadful. And Yeah, one yeah. game. One game. Hmm. Jack Whiten's had about oh, 15 of them. Not. That, that was that no. was particularly that was a particularly bad one. But he's had a, it's not it's not an outlier. He's had he's had the. I remember a few years ago, um, Andrew John saying the thing that's always going to hold him back is he's good for about two clangers a match, and he still kind of is. Yeah, but so's James Maloney, and you see him with a lot of premiership rings. Yeah, so I think Jack's really come of age as a player. He had a dirty match, but they're all gone now. Other reasons to be cheerful: CNK rocks. Come on, he rocks. I mean, no, how it was good amazing. Was he? he was still in a losing team. He was still the best player on the field. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and we're still in fourth. In spite of everything, we're still in fourth, which is quite amazing. Um, now we've actually got some questions from the crowd this week, don't we? We do. What do we got? We do. So let's. Um, we'll just bring them up here. We'll bring up the yeah, thing. Uh, we'll uh, play uh, the music. Okay, Marty Owen. Oh, hell yeah, Marty. What do you got to say to us? Thoughts on the half situation for the rest of the year? Has Raps signed as yet? Well, okay, that's a separate question. Simmonson has been great. 
Simonson. Simon, I keep on calling Simonson. Simonson has been great, but Geordie is the heart of the team. We must keep him. Okay, so thoughts on the half situation for the rest of the year. Uh, uh, I think the position is um, is Aiden Caesars to lose. I think he'll have to do unless he gets injured or something does some has a couple of real shockers. Mm. Sam Williams is going to at this wait present stage, but uh, Sammy's going to always be there. Look, I, I think the sevens are really up to form. There's competition for the spot, which Aiden's is what the present which moment, is what Ricky said. Want. You know, he's always wanted yet. I think Jack's going to be in six. I can't imagine a world no. in which Jack's not going to be in six. So that's the way we're going there. Do you think he might have been half penciled in for six for the Blues um, until <laughs> until Saturday night? And then actually, no, we'll I, get Mitchell Pearce. I, yeah. Because I, I thought he was a chance. Oh, I thought Wade Graham was more. No, I think he's going to play at left centre. I think he they will. really liked him there. And yeah. I think he looked good there. I think he will play six for the Blues. I think he will. I think well, he absolutely he's will. He's still got time. Oh, he's got lots of time. He still will. Um, Rapiner has not re-signed yet. They're definitely in deep um, consultation with him, but he has not re-signed yet. Your, so your um, friend's podcast, mm. Matt's podcast with mm. the Mole, mm. said that he was offered five hundred thousand. Matt Cleary. Matt Cleary. Matt Cleary yeah. yeah, he was offered five hundred thousand. I heard all this. Have you listened to that podcast? They recorded. Of course I have. They, we, we record ours in the um, in the smelliest storeroom. Yeah. In Civic. Yeah. They record their most recent episode in the noisiest cafeteria in Sydney, which was not a good idea. So no. don't do it again. But apparently it's Brad Fittler's wife's cafe. Yeah. So that was why they did it. But don't do it again. It was it was very painful to listen to. But anyway, he said that. Um, Geordie Raps had been offered five hundred grand at the start of the year, had balked, yeah, and now that offer's off the table. So that's probably why the uh, the process is going on and on. And, and it's look, one of those things. Timing is everything. And you know, Geordie Raps, from that point that we offered him five hundred grand, he's had a couple of injuries, mm. you know, and then suddenly Simonson's burst on the scenes, which yeah. which it's. And I said that in the last one. It, it's causing us trouble. Um, I I'd still like to see that particular offer on the ta- table for Jordan Rapiner. We don't want to lose him. We do not want to lose him. him. I agree with what Marty Owen says. He is the heart and soul of the team, but there are realities to be faced in this, and there's only so much you can pay for a player. Now, we know that last year they were asking big um, Shannon Boyd wanted six hundred fifty thousand for us to stay. Yeah, is everyone? And I wanted him to stay. Everyone wanted to stay, but is everyone now happy that we didn't pay six hundred fifty yes. grand for Shannon Boyd yes. to stay? And I, and, and I I think there's a lot of Titans fans. Well, f- <laughs> all ten of them. I don't think um, there's a lot of Titans no. fans. I think that's wrong <laughs> think, to start I think, with. I think those those Titan supporters um, are probably looking at Shannon Boyd's output this year yeah. and saying themselves, "What a waste of money." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been yeah. love Shannon Boyd too, and I was sad to see him go, but. You know, yeah. Shannon Boyd or, or John Bateman, which one would you have? Oh, <laughs> are you actually asking that question? No. I don't think it needs. Well, well that's a question. Um, look, I, I think we need to keep Jordan Rapiner, but not in any case. And I think the fact that Bailey Simonson's come through uh, tells you that keeping him in any case is foolhardy. Yes. So then, Marty, I also said nice jammies. Nice jammies. Yes. This is a picture on our site of me <laughs> and my. Uh, Full Raiders gear, um, yeah, looking quite foolhardy. Well, best and less, those ones? Or where did, I where believe did... they're best and less, yes. My wife bought them for <laughs> me, best and less. They've got a real best and less vibe. And then someone else on a different page, which you can't see now, um, their question was, where did you get your jacket? Where did I get my jacket? Uh, my mother-in-law gave it to me. There you go. Yeah. I'd say it's available at, you know, raiders.com.au. Oh, it goes, sorry, whatever. she got it through the shop. She got yeah. it through the Raiders shop. And if you're yeah. a member, you get a discount there. So I'd encourage you to do that, yes. people. Yeah, well, who knows? It's, it's, old, it's old merchandise. It might be on sale now anyway. Oh, that one's yeah, that one's last season. So is that twenty seventeen? Yeah, so no, it's, that's twenty eighteen jacket right there. Oh, twenty eighteen. Okay, yeah, I don't know what year it is. Mm. That's okay. Okay, so um, 
Ryan Gillard, long-time listener. Yes, please discuss Jordan Rapana uh, contract saga and thoughts on what will happen there. Can you also discuss why fans, yeah. using air quotes, fans need to blame players like Toots and Hodjo for every loss we have? Toots, uh, not Toots. Toots, okay, Toots. Toots. Sorry. Goodness sake. Toots. Um, yeah. I, I know it's Jared Croker. Yeah, 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 it's Jared Croker and, and Hodjo. You know, and that's the thing. You know, and that, that does lead us into something that I feel you have... Um, some very strong feelings about this, Blake, and that leads us on to our regular segment, Blake on the Burst. Very good. Yes, no, I too um, don't understand this, why Jared Croker has become the whipping boy for 2019. Mm. It's like in the past we had, you know, maybe Luke Bateman mm. or, you know, Jared Marshall Kennedy. Chalk or, yeah, yeah so yeah. There, was, there was a more obvious, um, yeah, yeah. less talented whipping boy. But Brett now, Kelly. Brett Kelly. I was going to say Brett <laughs> oh, Kelly. Oh, my goodness, Brett Kelly. <laughs> Brett Jason Bulgarelli. Uh, I remember um, I remember seeing Brett Kelly play for um, the Cronulla reserve grade team on the wing before we signed him. And um, I think it was when, like, Campo and people were still playing reserve grade at the Raiders. And that, that we beat them, like, 70-0 or something. Mm. He, was on the, he was on the wing. Had an absolute shocker. And then we signed him for the following following season. But anyway, digressing here. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's always seems to be the fans seem to want to have a, a particular <laughs> whipping boy. Mm. And so this year, because we, there are no obvious... Um, poor or lesser quality players in the team. Mm. We're actually turning on the good ones, mm. which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, mm. Jared Croker is is a, a fine player and would get into to, to it, any any team in the NRL just it, about. Is he in career best form? Just about. I, I think he, if he's just not about. in career and, best form, he's right on it. And and people that want to have him drop for the team or sacked or whatever, in order to do that, you presumably have to have someone better in the squad that you're going to replace them. Oh, who, let's not be rash now, Blake. Putting logic into these processes. Who, uh, do you see Sebastian Chris or Oldfield as being a better players, more capable players than him? Are you going to? Is anyone in their right mind mm. going to replace? Have people forgotten the strip that he did? Um, yeah, when we got you know against uh, where we got the penalty straight afterwards and got the the kick that uh, helped us hold off Cronulla. Yeah, and and caught the ball, intercepted the ball in the in the yeah. dying moments as well. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. And as as far as people saying that we looked better with Havili at um, Hooker instead of Hodgson, that's just insanity as that's, well. Look, and we all love Saliva Havili. Oh, the the dressing room out. loves him. The coach loves him. <laughs> but Saliva himself, if given the choice between having him or Josh Hodgson at number nine, would choose Josh Hodgson. Purely just on the service, the, the crispness and the speed of the service, Hodgson's worlds apart. And look, apart from everything else he brings. Havili's a very good running player out of dummy half as well, but Hodgson's got so much more as well. Look, Havili's good and he's a necessary part of the 17. I'm not putting him down. But my goodness gracious! You man. ask any other player or coach mm. in the NRL who would they rather come up against the Raiders with, with Croker and Hodgson mm. at at in centre and, and Hooker, or Havili and Sebastian Chris? I think the answers would be you know yeah, they'd look at you like a, is there a secret camera around here seeing if I'm a complete dick? I, I actually asked uh, Paul Green the other day. Yes, dropping another name. I said, what worries you most about the Raiders? So without a doubt, Josh Hodgson. He is such a dangerous player. He is so smart. So, you know, that, that was what he said. And there were so many <laughs> other players he could have said, but that's what he zeroed in on. He absolutely zeroed in on. That's what I'm scared of. And they literally cheered when he went off injured. The yeah. bench went up when he went off injured like they'd won the match. That's what they did. Yeah, well, they did go on to win. That was another disappointing loss, but anyway. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. Blake, on the burst, um, why Raiders fans out there, would you possibly start having whipping boys in this team? Well, I, I, as a rule, really, and sometimes it's for research for this particular podcast, I, I feel compelled to. I re, After a loss, I just stay off these 
the Facebook sites oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the forums and stuff because people just turn insane. Mm, they do. They turn insane. They just start, you know, just, just ripping themselves apart. Yeah, and, yeah. And there's, there's no good reason for it whatsoever. Um, so this is Marty Owen's comment on this situation as well. Back to Marty. Makes me extremely unhappy when they do that. In other news, whilst not pleased with much about the game last week, there is not a feeling of desperation in his house as yet. They played poorly, but there is still a lot to like. Anyone remember how 2016 was about this time? Not as positive as it is this season. Keep cool, kids. And that's it. And look, that, that, that's what we, we have to look at next when you're actually looking at what's going on. Okay, the Raiders are now, with the buy points, on 20. You need 28 to play finals. So we have, I believe, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 games. We need to win four of those to achieve 28 points. Five achieves 30 and absolutely guaranteed. What do you think top four is going to be, about six 32? Of, six of those, yeah, 32 or 34. So say 32 is your base for top four. So to get to there at this present stage, we need to win six games. We need to win six games. Now, here's what we've got coming through. We've got St. George away at Wednesday. Must win. That's must a must win. win. Then we come home to West Tigers. Must Again, win. Again, a must win. But both of them pretty tough. <laughs> then we're away to Penrith Panthers, which is going to be a hell of a lot tougher than yeah. last time. I think we're going to... And it was tough last time. Yeah. Let's not forget that. No. Um, but they're, they're really making it resurgent. Then we go away to the Warriors, which will be tricky, but I think we can do. Yeah. Then we come back home um, for the... And we've got a good layoff, thank, thankfully. We come home and play the Roosters. That's a crucial game there. Then, straight after that, we go to the Storm. Those two are going to be the make or break of the season, I believe. We then come Roosters home to Storm. Well, the Manly if we, Seagulls. If we beat them, our season's well and truly made. If we lose... Yeah. yeah. Um, then we come home to the Manly Seagulls, and we desperately need desperately need to win them, uh, win against that match, and we really owe them for that loss first up. We then go away to Shark Park... Um, which is about as much fun as you know some sort of enema, I would have imagined. And then we come oh, home we, to we finish do, the season do. off to the Warriors. So in that, I reckon there's one, uh, two, three games. There's six points in there I reckon are safe. Yeah. And I'm not even saying which ones they are, but I reckon there's at least six points in there. So we need to find two more wins in there to find that 32. Oh, so we need to be three more wins in there to find that 32 points in a top four spot. So, you know, is that going to be happen? And, and what, what Marty's saying there too is, yeah, we won 10 straight running into those finals to get that second spot on the ladder in 2016. They're going to need to do something similar again, but it's going to need to actually click. So they're saying Joey Lalu is out for the season. I'm praying he's coming back, but we need Nick Kotrick back. Yeah. We need Horsburgh staying look, on the field. We need if, Hudson if you look, back If you look at that game against Parramatta, you know, and, and obviously um, Jack was trying very hard and making a few mm. mistakes, outside of him, there wasn't a lot of threat posed, I didn't mm. think, in attack. Bias, and that's the concern. Without Nick Kotrick or Joey there in the centres... Or Rapana, who yeah. has to go off because Penny yeah. Terrapo smashes him in the face. Yeah, we just lack a bit of strike. And the CNKs there, but it, look, it just... It didn't go that well. I think that's going to be one of... that. That's a, a low watermark in the way that went. Um, I think if we get lucky at any stage in that match, we still win it. We didn't get lucky yeah, um, in no. any way, shape or form. And the, and the bunker and the ref certainly didn't help us get lucky in that particular sense. But... They need to come back, and the first thing they need to do is beat St. George Illawarra and beat the West Tigers, and if they do those two things, the confidence will be back up. Get Nick Kotrick back on the field. Get did Hudson he, Young did back he hear the Ricky in, the, in the, the press conference? He sort of gave the players a blast, but mm. what I didn't like about what he was saying is that kind of sort of made me reminisce to the days of 2015, mm. etc. press conferences where he'd say, I know what the problem is, I know how to fix it, but I'm not saying what it is. What's he referring to? 
I don't know. I don't like those. That when he starts going down that line, no, there's 17 like blokes it. in there hurting. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. Ricky is is the coach, and what he says goes, and he's the man at the helm. And our job yeah. here is to give him full support. I don't know where he was going. We got another question as well. We should touch on. Uh, this was from Troy Wade. Mm-hmm. AKA Bad Boy Troy. Long Bad time, Boy Troy. Long time listeners of 104.7 might recall Bad Boy Troy from back in the day. But anyway, um, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think about the limited home schedule during winter. I get that it's cold and that affects crowd numbers, but personally, I love the cold night games and miss them. So we basically have nothing, do we, until mm. like in July, there's no. Yeah, no, and that's good. I'm fully in, in favour of that. <laughs> you, you don't have to stand on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, no, the next time I have to freeze my butt off uh, on the sideline is not for a while, and it gets cold out there, people. And Do you, have you tried like a little heater or those warm... What about those hand warmers? Brent McKay work? was telling me today that he's actually got those, you know, those things, the electric hand warmers yeah. whatever, that you break open. He puts them on the soles of his feet and he puts his boots on. He reckons it works a treat. That's I a good did, idea. I just called him a complete soft, and <laughs> we That's went a good idea. from there. But, you know, I'll be thinking about that thing. My dad told me a trick for this, right, which is put on a pair of explorers and then get the plastic bags you use to wrap up your veggies from the shop, put one on each foot, and then put another pair of socks on over the top, and that insulation And actually, it guarantees tinea? Oh, yeah, absolutely guarantees tinea, but warm tinea. And that's the important thing, warm tinea. And it actually works. A warm, but, sweaty environment. Yeah, the next time I have to freeze my, my ass off is Saturday 20th of July. Against the West Tigers. What time's that? That's an afternoon game. That's five thirty. Oh, so it'll be cold. No, it'll be cold. And then yeah. we come home. We play the Roosters on eleventh of August during the day, and then Manly during the day on the twenty fifth of August. By which time it should be warming up. <clears throat> and then, I, I hope I again hope. on the day on seventh of September. You know, against the Warriors. So look, I, I hope, want to see I hope we beat. Possible. I hope we beat Manly. I hope we beat Manly at home. Oh, oh, there's I, nothing I hate more than seeing all the people get out of their cars. Hmm with their ACT plates and their Manly jerseys, and mm. they've had so many bloody just last-minute wins against us at home oh, over the years, yeah. and those have been some painful walks Really out. painful walks out yeah. there. The yeah. one with um, with Brett Stewart coming back from the offside position. Oh, that was, the that sleeper was, play, yeah. 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 There's another shocking. one right in front of us where, um, this is going back quite a long way now, but um, Jamie oh, yeah. Lyon was over the sideline, threw the ball back over his head, Mm. Oh, and they yeah. scored the winning try. That was right in front of me. That one really irked me as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Manly fans are particularly obnoxious. The one where we were... Um, last time I remember, apart from David Shillington's well, headbutt getting sent off, it was in 2008, and they got a player sent off um, for the coat hanger tackle. Yeah. And uh, the player subsequently went on to play for Newcastle, and he played at hooker occasionally. Massive bloke. I can't remember his name. Wore a headgear. Jamie Vera. Nah, no, much bigger than that. And uh, he still plays, for, uh, apparently plays yeah. apparently. Um, but Newcastle. But then they came out in the second half and just played it out of dummy half up in the centre and they won with 12 on 13. Well, the other one, of course, that they the, the absolutely horrifically painful um, loss to Manly at home is the one just a couple of years ago with... Um, Dylan Walker. Dylan Walker. Oh. And your mate, buddy, DCE, kicking field goals and uh, penalty goals. and Yeah, uh, I hate Manly. I know it's cliche to hate Manly, but and I stopped hating them for a while because they sort of, you know, um, they weren't as good. Yeah, they, yeah, they were a bit shit. So yeah, I yeah. stopped hating them. <laughs> it's a bit like when the Roosters go badly, you can't stop hating them as much. So well, so you hate Manly more than anyone else right now? No, Storm. I hate Storm on anyone by a long, long way. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I, look, thinking about who I really hate at this present stage. It, look, it, it, it's a struck match in the size, but it, it's got to be the it's got to be the Roosters. It's got to be the Roosters. I, and I don't, I don't really have any great logic for that, but it's the Roosters. I want to beat the Storm badly, but I just don't like the advantages Roosters get for no apparent reason. Yeah, but if you actually look at the players in their, in their 
team at the moment. I, the Roosters, they're not that obnoxious. No, they're not. But don't, I mean, don't let that overwhelm you. They will be. They will be that obnoxious. They will I mean, be like, that obnoxious. I mean, like Tedesco, how can you not like him? How can no. you not like Tedesco? I mean, even the, the fact that he's yeah, no, no, no. and everything else. I completely you know, agree. But yeah, um, as, as a player, he's great to watch. Oh, yeah. No, he's fantastic to watch. No, he absolutely is. There's no, absolutely no question about that. And, look, it, it's nice. I love King Gutho for the yeah. Eels. I didn't enjoy him winning on the weekend, yeah. but I love watching him as a player. I mean, it's JWH great. is pretty obnoxious. You can, he's easy to dislike. Yeah, but apart from that, yeah, there's no. not too many at the... I mean, I don't have a problem with Cooper Cronk. Of the big three, he no, was by no, far my favourite. Favourite as an individual? Yes. Oh, I hate Billy Slater and I, I hate Cameron Smith. Do you? Oh, he's my all-time least favourite player. If but, in know, the last 20 years, would Cameron Smith not be the first player you would pick in any side? Of course, but I, you know... Okay, just as long it, as we got that. And would yeah. Billy Slater not be in the first five you picked? Yeah, but they, they're both still... They're both tarnished their legacies by being grubs, whereas Cooper Cronk has, has just been nothing but a gentleman his whole career. Yeah, that's actually probably pretty true. That's probably pretty true. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But um, there's something about Cooper's intensity that gets up my nose. But then again, you know, I'd like that in all my players exactly. as well. Exactly. I'd like that in intensity as well. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I guess. Were you, would you rather they were bloody picking fights in Civic on a Saturday night or sitting oh, home and, and... Do you no always have to bring this stuff up? I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. It's no good at all. It's no good uh, at all. A segment we're going to quickly do, which we haven't done for a while, mm-hmm. Stump the Pork. I'm bringing it back because I actually thought of a good one. Okay. Stump the Pork. Stump the Pork. Can Blake stump the pork? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> we'll, get a, we'll get Dennis to record a professional version of that between now and next episode. Uh, but we're talking about how much we love Chance, uh, CNK, uh, and he's pulled out a try celebration. Mm. I've seen him do it a couple of times this season, which is the bow and arrow, the archer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quite a good try celebration. That was performed uh, by a Warriors player in the sort of early, mid-2000s on a regular basis. Can you tell me who that player was? Mm, I'm thinking the young, the 5'8", who beat us that time with the, the, the tape on his head. And I can't think of his name. No, not him. I don't know. No, it was me. a winger. It was a winger, famous for his tri-celebrations. He also had the uh, chop in the coconut and... Henry Farfili. Oh, Farfili, no, I would never. It's one for that. the train spotters, but he did. He was famous for the bow Definitely. and arrow. I mean, yeah. a, you can stump the pork with a Warriors question. Yeah, well, no, it's a Raiders question. Next time, you know, you see CNK, ask him if the uh, tell him Blake wants to know if that's where it comes from, the bow and arrow try celebration. Henry Farfili. Is it from Henry Farfili? Because he's right. it. All right, I will. I will yeah. ask him that question. Now, again, before we uh, leave you uh, for this uh, podcast, I think we're we up to now twenty one. This is twenty one. One one other bit of news I just quickly oh, yeah. want to cover. Um, so a couple of days ago, it was Jackson Hastings has formally signed for the Wigan Warriors to play halfback next season. He's been absolutely killing it um, in the Super League. There was talk that he might come back to the NRL. Mm. He's in he's in hot demand over there. He was playing at Salford, but as always, obviously, he was going to go to a one of the glamour sides. And so Wigan have secured him, which I think is was the final step for the George Williams announcement. They've signed his replacement for next season so I would expect we're going to hear a formal announcement very soon on George Williams to the Raiders for 2020 which would be very very nice we're looking forward to you George and the only thing that we're disappointed about George is that uh, it wasn't before June 30 yeah I I, I saw people were still holding a hope but from I his point was. of view I think it makes more sense for him to come in with a full pre-season because coming in mid-season would be very difficult so oh yeah but it makes more sense for him to have a full pre-season and I know I don't know. 
I know. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully that is the case and that comes up. But you have been listening to uh, Raiders View with Blake and the Pork, uh, the third most popular podcast on the internet, coming to you with the dubious and highly qualified support of uh, the Greenhouse Forum, uh, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum. Get on board. You don't have to argue. You don't have to argue. You can just, you know... What? You're saying get on there and argue. You don't have to just go on there and argue. Oh, no, get on there and argue. No, the internet's not just about trolling. No, no, isn't it? Absolutely it is. Get on there and express share, your opinions. Share and, the positivity. And have a polite discourse <laughs> with people, if you like. Um, and don't forget about get your tickets for uh, Rugby League the Musical on 27th of July at the Street Theatre. Dennis Carnahan, it's going to be great. Get your entries in to the Greenhouse Forum. Do we for... have a game that... Is that... So we don't have a game that day? No. Oh, it's don't. the next day? Yeah, it's the next day. Uh-huh. Um... And, we're, yeah, the next day, Sunday the 28th, we'll be playing Penrith in Penrith. So if you're travelling up there, you can't drink too much, all right? Right. Um, and it's a 4.05, so it's going to be a long day. But, um, yeah, this has been a Rage Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we will talk at you later. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Rage Review. Blake and the Paul.